0: This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your marks. Get set. Bake. Bake. (laughs) We're never going to get it together.
1: (laughs) Dessert week. Dessert week. Delicious. We've been waiting for this week.
0: Is every week not dessert week? That was my biggest question. I know. That's what I was thinking of. I was like, every
1: week feels like dessert week. Okay. Let's start with your technical from last week. Okay.
0: Great. Slash your own yes, made up. I made my own bake. signature bake. <laughs> so okay, if you guys can go all the way back to eighties week. The technical was these deep fried finger donuts, which I don't have a deep fat fryer. So I had no way of attempting that technical. Um so I decided to do the signature, which had been a quiche, and so I made up my own quiche recipe. It, it was so delicious. good. I made a French onion yeah. quiche. French onion soup. How did you come fish. up with this idea? French onion soup.
1: I'm always very intrigued by like how do you just all of a sudden be like this would sound good?
0: I was trying to think about just a slight departure from a classic type of quiche. So I was like, okay, what kind of like classic things go into a quiche? So at first I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to do pancetta with some goat cheese maybe and like some broccolini. And I was trying to think like, how can I decorate the top? And when I started thinking about decorating the top, I was like, what else do I like that has like something on top that I like? And then I was like, well, French onion soup is amazing. And you have that like cheesy crouton on top. And I was like, can right. I make a French onion soup quiche? So that was how the thought process worked. And I'm pretty okay. sure – I am I haven't Googled this. So I don't know whether or not I'm the original inventor of the French onion soup quiche, but I doubt I am. But it was a um, spontaneous idea on my part. So – What I did was I started by making the pastry. I used a recipe from the cookbook that I really like that was written by Flora from the previous season of Great British Baking Show. Oh. mm -hmm. And I don't really know. So the overall result of the quiche was really, really good. But the bottom was really soggy. And I think a part of it was that the crust was partially whole wheat flour. And I was like, oh, this will be perfect. It'll give me sort of like a little bit of a nutty flavor. And instead, what happened was that when I was blind-baking it, I under-baked it during the blind-bake because the wheat flour was What's so dark. What's blind-bake? Uh, oh, it's when, you know, when you, like, pre-cook the crust.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why
0: they call it a blind-bake. Why don't okay. they just call it a pre-bake? Okay. I don't know. And it kind of... So, I just... I didn't blind bake it for long enough. And I think part of that was because with the whole wheat flour, it was already a little bit dark. And so I like, I was like, Oh yeah, it's done. I took it Uh, out. You assumed that it was done. Yeah. And it wasn't done. So, okay. So I used, so I started out, I caramelized an onion, two onions, which truly caramelizing onions takes like an hour. It's super, super low and slow. Yeah. I had like, yeah, yeah, beef broth and red wine and a little bit of brown sugar. And I just kind of like sat there and just like hung out with my onions for an hour. (laughs) Once those were done, I let them completely cool down, and I—that's um, when I blind baked the crust. So, blind baking is just the the pre bake of the crust. You put it in the pie tin, and then you put some parchment paper in, and you fill it up with pie weights. Which you can use anything for this. That's not like they sell pie weights, which are these little ceramic balls. But I just use raw beans, and I fill it, you know put it in there. I feel like I've seen some of the bakers do that. Yeah, so the reason for doing that is or to... Or they use, like,
1: marble-looking things. Yeah,
0: they use marble. Yeah. Those are, like, the little ceramic Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I just use raw beans because I don't eat beans. But, like, you know, everyone has, like, a bag of random beans in their <laughs> Everyone does, yeah. And I don't <laughs> like to eat beans, so I, like... The ambitious
1: wait. buy where, like, one day I will yeah. buy... It. Do they just, like, sometimes just buying something out of a bin...
0: Yeah, it was Feels like the really it was like great. the COVID buy where I was yeah. like, if nothing else, we will have we're these gonna beans. have beans, yeah, yeah. But and now I'm like, it turns out that the true apocalypse never happened. So I'm just gonna use them for pie weights, which really is the best idea for all of us. And you know, the goal of the blind bake is that if you're cooking a pie. In like a true like tart tin, they're not very deep. And so Mm -hmm. you don't want the limiting factor in your timing to be your crust. You don't want to have to leave your pie in for too long because your crust hasn't baked yet. And then the other thing that it it can help with is the soggy bottom because it gives you like – If your crust is pre-baked, then it won't absorb the liquid as much,
1: Yeah, um, even though mine did. It's a good barrier. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then I put the onions in, and it was a ton of onions. And I think that was also why it was a pretty soggy bottom was because caramelized onions are sweaty. And so this was definitely... I think if I tried it a few more times, like, I definitely got the feeling of like being, you know, coming up with your own recipe and like having to test it out. And like, oh yeah, I did it 10 times during practice. And, right. you know, we I finally realized. so much realized, cheese around the house. Yeah, exactly. And like, I <laughs> finally realized I actually had to put like the croutons on the bottom. and. Which is, this is also why I respect food bloggers a lot.
1: Totally. when they're coming up with their own recipes, it's not just like, oh, I just whipped this up out of nowhere. They've tried right. like 20 times.
0: Yes. So I did the, put the onions in on the bottom. Then I put a bunch of grayer cheese. Then I actually made sourdough croutons. You know, you just use like day-old bread and cut it up into chunks and then fry it in a bunch of olive oil in a pan and that only takes a couple minutes if the pan is hot enough. Mm-hmm. And then I let those cool down a little bit and then put those in the quiche. And the thing about the quiche ingredients is like you have to let them cool because if you have a super hot ingredient and then you pour the eggs in it'll cook the egg. You know, egg is so sensitive. Like it yeah. cooks really quickly with mm-hmm. like the slightest hint of heat. So then I had the croutons in there and I poured the eggs in and then I put it in the oven. And the croutons in the quiche was A real gamble, but it was so good.
1: Was it? Were they still crunchy? They weren't soggy. Yeah,
0: no, they did. They turned out to not. And I think the reason that they turned out not soggy is because they kind of like were halfway submerged and halfway out. Okay, so they were sort of like little crouton on the top. Yeah, little crouton icebergs. (laughs) Um, yeah, and then I just and then I cooked the quiche, and then towards the end, when I thought the quiche was almost done, I put another like huge handful of gray air on top because, like, you know, the whole thing that you're trying to invoke with a French onion soup is that like super stringy cheese cheese
1: on top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep.
0: So it was super, super good. Um, I did, so I, I posted the ingredients on our Instagram and you know, quiche is not a tricky thing to make in turn, like the method for making quiche is very straightforward. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything special. The only thing I would have changed was blind baking a little bit longer, but it was super, super good. And yeah, if you're in the mood to try something new with a quiche, I would definitely recommend it. Dang. Good job. I did add like some heavy cream and a little bit of beef broth also to the egg mixture. And the beef broth was just still to try to get a little bit more of that like French onion soup taste. So... I was really proud of myself, and it turned out really good.
1: This week's technical, we're going to talk about. Oh, good Lord. just sounds like a nightmare.
0: It really does. Okay, so what was your first note for dessert week? Because mine was, if I never have to see Matt being birthed out of a Bakewell tart again, (laughs) it will be too soon.
1: God, that's so funny. That's so funny. um I mean, I I kind of glit. I don't know how I glossed over that part, but I mean, I I, I can't unsee <laughs> it. I have no words about it. It just burnt that <laughs> out of Um,
0: how I wanted to start the day.
1: Right. My yeah. My first note was, um, of course, Prue's outfit because her <laughs> necklace was like. Out of this world
0: cool. Honestly, I feel like this might have this might be my favorite outfit of hers of the season so far. It just landed so well. Yeah, everything
1: was like so cool together. I had a note that Paul I've not yet noticed Paul in kind of like a distressed jean. Mm. So I saw his distressed jean look this week and also he's very tan. Like does he do oh, he tans? He tan towels. Tan towels. Big tan time beds? tan towel. Yeah.
0: He definitely has a sp- he, I, he's, he's got, got, a, got spray a spray tan, tan
1: plan for yes. sure. Like and that probably just enhances the blue eye. Yes. And he knows it. Mm-hmm. <sighs>
0: okay. I also noticed that in the intro, there were so many messy cutaways, like cutaways of like people messing up. Yeah. And I was like,
1: oh my gosh, this week is going to be is a hot mess. Be, this is a hot mess week. Scott had some notes he would like for me to include because he watched this with me this time. Thank you, Scott. So you'll have some little Scott sprinklings in this episode. But I also wanted to know, do you think the – because this – I mean, this airs – I don't know. Does this air everywhere?
0: No, it doesn't. I don't think it airs in – I think it's kind of just like – I don't know if it airs in like Canada or other places. I feel like I remember somebody saying that they don't get it. Netflix doesn't have it in Canada. Yeah,
1: well, I just wanted to know if the Brits know how much Americans love this show.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. They Do they obsessed. know how
1: much the, Ameri- the American people well, love this show? At least I'm speaking for me. But a lot of people I know love this show.
0: And if they're listening to this podcast, they probably have a sense of that. Because they're like these two random American girls started a podcast. About right, this. totally.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the other thing I was thinking of is... Well, one of my friends posted on Facebook. She goes, I have a new idea for... You know how they do like those, what are those boxes called? Like those little, not birch box, but. It's like subscription boxes? Fab fit, yeah, subscription boxes. She's like, I want to do a subscription box where every week you get like a variety of Prue's glasses. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> and even Scott was like, how many pairs of glasses do you think she has at home? I'm like, hundreds. So I'm sure she many. She has a whole wall of them displayed. Like a wine rack that's or something. That's
0: the dream. She just... She's so great. So, so wonderful. Okay. okay so, so starting with what? The, the signature... Yes. The signature bake is a mini cheesecake. And the first thing that we find out is that Peter doesn't like cheese. Yeah. So that was shocking. And...
1: I mean, I think that's kind of a throwback to how... Who's the gal who left early who didn't like chocolate? Sarah. Sarah sure didn't like chocolate. Like it's just a curse. Peter never yeah. say that you don't like cheese, chocolate, or anything that's related. And didn't he say something about how he doesn't like desserts? Aren't his jam? And I was like, what? I don't you, know. You bake cakes. I thought I heard him right. say something like, "This is not in his wheelhouse," or something like maybe this week was not his cakes. strength. Maybe just, it's also because he knew what was coming. You know, right they so know, yeah,
0: because they're the 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 uh, showstopper is very esoteric. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. So Peter is making a ginger and lime cheesecake. As we know by now, Paul is obsessed with key lime pie and like it's his favorite thing in the world. Mm -hmm. So he's got some kind of like big expectations on this. After Peter, we can talk about Mark for a second because he's making a classic New York cheesecake Mm -hmm. and then everyone else is using passion fruit. So Peter and Mark are doing their thing. And then David... Laura and Ermine are all using passion fruit. I wonder why. I don't, I, I don't know,
1: really think of like passion fruit with a mini cheesecake, but.
0: No, I yeah. don't either. Our friend Jess sent us some her, some of her notes as well, which I really appreciated. <laughs> and she goes, what is passion f- fruit flavor? I don't think that's a real flavor. Like passion fruit La, Cro- La Croix is just hmm, slightly off sparkling water. And then a few lines later, nope, I'm confusing passion fruit with pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really fun, and she's right. Pomegranate Lacroix is very unremarkable. But what about uh, David? He did like a citrus. Yeah, but his had a passion, passion fruit, fruit glaze. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, okay.
0: And so here's what I have a hard time with with this challenge. You know how I have that aversion to looking at like little things. Yes. I was cringing every time they would show a close-up of them scooping out the passion fruit.
1: Oh, and I was like, "Yeah, with the the little seeds thingies. yeah, Yeah. like like,
0: heebie-jeebies."
1: Claire doesn't like things like coral. Like she can't stand looking at things that have like that
0: that close texture, close texture
1: pattern. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And There is a thing. It's called something. It's called something.
0: And I always like hesitate to um, relate myself to like super niche phobias. Yeah. Because I wouldn't consider it a phobia. Like, it doesn't yeah. affect it my life. It just kind of gives,
1: gives you out. Yeah. But
0: it just freaks me out. And it, like, like I get, like, that yeah. tingly feeling in the back of my neck when I think about it. Okay. So, Laura is making vanilla and passion fruit. David has a citrus one that has a passion fruit and orange glaze. And then Armin is making passion fruit jar cheesecakes. Yep. What were you thinking about the jar cheesecakes? I was thinking
1: they were not going to love it because it's a little bit of a workaround without. Yes. There's the whole point of these little mini ones is to have them looking the same. They like the uniform. Everything looks, you know, everything is the same size. And also the base and kind of the layers, you know, that's the, the piece of this is how you can do something really small, make it look uniform, and have all the layers look the same. If you put it in a jar, I feel like that's a little bit of a cheat.
0: That's exactly what I thought. I was like, they're not going to like this because it's going to, they're going to feel like you cheated on having to like make them stand up on their own. Like, it's going to look cute, but it's, it's, they're not going to like the presentation.
1: It's it's kind of like middle school. Yeah. It's like you would make this for like a doctorate level of what they're trying to do. Yeah.
0: Totally. Okay, so going into the judging, things were – people did okay on okay. the cheesecakes. I was kind of surprised. Like, a lot of people really struggled with getting the bake correct. Mm-hmm. So let's start with David because that's who they judged first. Mm-hmm. He does really well, actually. They love his texture. His flavors are really good.
1: It looks good. It looks they good. hmm look
0: pretty. Hermine mm-hmm. did – Pretty terrible.
1: What was stodgy? What does stodgy mean again? We said that a lot this episode.
0: Stodgy is just like close textured and kind of like makes you go like Okay.
1: (laughs) That's I like that sound. Yeah. Yeah. I get that.
0: (laughs) It would be like Say no more. Have you ever had a pancake that was like too thick and like not mixed well? Yes. That's what stodgy means. Okay. Not necessarily soggy, but just like too and not raw, but it's like not, just mm, it's just yeah on the it, brink of not done. On, right, just like the texture is too is like a little bit too dense and like not pleasant.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Stochy. I love it. Yes. Okay.
0: And the jars are not in her favor. They they do end up kind of saying like, you know, the, they're cute, but the base cute, but this had is, yeah. no chance. And and her flavors were bad, which that's a first for her.
1: And I was really looking forward to her cinnamon biscuit base. I thought that was really... Yeah.
0: And they that just... That sounded
1: delicious. Did not work out for her. No.
0: Mark, his flavors are bad too.
1: Yep. And they were they looked really brown. Yeah. They almost it was- looked Burnt.
0: Right. They looked yeah. like they were really overcooked and they were um, too they, big. It was yes. like they were flat. Yeah. He said they were too big. Peter looked terrible. They collapsed and they looked like little um they looked like little tarts so like yes. a fruit tart or something. Yeah. And that's we're not what they're like supposed caved to be on like. the
1: inside. Yeah. And then he's kind of filled it with all the stuff like yeah. the toppings and then Paul just kind of like dumped it over to kind yeah. of prove like hey, you tried to cover this up.
0: <laughs> right. And it's was like, "Hey, like these cheesecakes are like a tiny bowl and yeah. the is okay, but the shape is bad. They look terrible."
1: Yeah. And I I think Prue... Prue liked the flavors. I think Paul yes. was really harsh on a lot of these and Prue disagreed with him on some of it. She's like, I'm not I wouldn't be that harsh. And I think she liked most of the flavors, mm-hmm. but really they just did not execute on the the size or the look or
0: right, all you know, the other things all that the you quality need. quality
1: of this, what they were looking for.
0: Right. And then Laura's were like kind of melty. She did have a good flavor and texture yeah. but they, they looked really They loved the really flavor, bad. but they
1: were, looked so horrible. They were so messy.
0: Which I, I felt like, bad. Laura. Going into it she was like, I've been practicing this forever. Like I I'm not going to have a melty issue again this week. And lo and behold.
1: I also appreciate in between of these, uh, the two bakes was they actually brought some bees
0: back. Some Oh my gosh. Wait, hold on. We need to wrap up the first one because I definitely have a lot of notes about the insect cutaways. So great. So really everybody in the technical kind of struggle. There was a super mad rush at the end. Peter and Laura were really struggling. Peter was getting Very pink. Very pink.
1: Pink and in the face, pink in the eyes, pink in the cheeks. Everything his lips are so pink. Right, yeah, everything's he's very the pink. whole.
0: It's just the whole temperature is rising yeah. in his face. <laughs> I feel like David and Laura did the best. David mm-hmm. definitely did the best. Laura did fine. The you flavors know, with
1: Laura always save her. Yes,
0: always. Which I don't know. I feel like. I am not of the opinion that Laura, like it feels like every week she's hanging out by a thread or every challenge even she's hanging out by a thread. Ermine and Peter do terrible and Mark was kind of middle of the road. Okay. So yes, let's please talk about the insect cutaways because as they were like interviewing people coming out of the <laughs> signature, they, every single time they were cutting away to like so many little like insect. butterflies and bumblebees, Bees. bumblebees. It was so cute. It was, I just love it. And they were doing a lot of it. It was like, they sure were. And it was like amount. the most random
1: cutaway. I was like, oh, little bumblebee.
0: And then they'd like cut back to me talking. Like, wait, no, butterfly. Back to <laughs> no, wait. Like, normally it's just one kind of random, like little baby so lamb in the field, but this was pollination
1: a lot. going on. Yeah. It was wonderful.
0: Okay. So the technical was so random.
1: That I probably am guessing you're not going to do. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm trying. Okay. I've been Googling. It looks terrible. It looks so like a nightmare. Okay. It is called a Sussex pond, pond Pudding. Pudding. Which, okay, I need somebody from the UK or Europe to write to us and explain the definition of a pudding because we don't call, mm-hmm. in the US, the, there's one thing that is a pudding yep. and it's like a, almost basically like a sweet yogurt like yep. that's a put a sweet slightly it's the, thick it's the yogurt. texture
1: of yogurt and it's sweet and flavored yep. yeah
0: and but is not yogurt because yogurt is sweet but it's like slightly different from that it's a little bit thicker i guess and you serve it in a different way and it's made in a very different way
1: oh my god did you eat pudding cups as a kid oh of how course i were did those? how great
0: yeah. are those snack oh packs oh my god snack packs so yeah that's the only thing that pudding means in america yeah, we you, say, <laughs> you can say like people have bread pudding and they call it that, but no one knows why. No one's like, oh, bread pudding, that means something to me. Everyone's like, so it's a bread. Do you put pudding in it? <laughs> 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 like I can guarantee you that most Americans have always wondered why bread pudding is called bread pudding because there's no pudding in it. So please explain to us what pudding means elsewhere because it obviously sort of is just like a term to mean these little desserts and I don't really understand it so this is Prue's favorite pudding she says at the end of the t- of the challenge so that's the the biggest reason why I wanted to try it is because I'm like okay if Prue who is Prue says this is her favorite one there's got to be something to it like maybe I shouldn't judge a book by its cover so this is a smallish little cake That's made out of suet pastry. It looks like a
1: dome upside down. It's an upside down dome. Yeah, it's a dome and it's kind of like a square looking dome.
0: I mean, it's just like a ramekin that they turn out. Yeah.
1: It doesn't look like anything fancy, like on the plate when they had it as the example. Not at all. It doesn't look like anything fancy.
0: Not at all. And so I have so many like question marks at the beginning of this. I'm like, wait, what's suet pastry? You're going to steam it? It oozes filling? This (laughs) just sounds, I have so many questions before they even finish explaining what it is. In the US, we don't use suet in a lot of things. Like, You can definitely get it Mm -hmm. some places, but it's not a common thing. What's more common is tallow, which is the rendered form of suet. And I came to find, because I was Googling, All rendering really means is that you like kind of melt down the fat and clean it up a little bit like suet is like the sort of unprocessed fat from a I think it's like around the cow's kidneys or the pig's kidneys. I don't think it's I think it has to be a cow because a pig is lard and a cow is tallow. But rendering it basically just means like you melted it down and you pulled out all like the little bits that were still left, like the little meat bits that were left. in mm-hmm. So I don't know how many of you will find suet, but I definitely do have tallow. So I can just use that. But the other thing that suet means is it's that type of bird feeder, bird feed that's like a little square. And I was like, so I was thinking, I was like, is suet like a grain? I didn't even know what suet meant. Did you?
1: Mm-mm. Oh, God, no.
0: Everyone does terrible. 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 No one does well. <laughs> Laura's leaks, Peter's collapses, Dave's is a mess. I mean, they're all leaking.
1: I think, yeah, I think there was only one. I think who was the one that had one that was kind of okay? Ermine. Ermine had one that was okay. And she, I, and she was showing some stress on that one.
0: Well, and Laura, I guess, had one that was okay, but yeah. hers were leaking. It just, so the idea Ugh. behind this was that, and I'll, you know, I am going to try to make this. We'll see how it if I can get my hands on the right ingredients and if I feel like the tallow that I have can be sort of used because the other thing is that like with a pastry, the reason you put fat in pastry, which we've talked about, is to have it sort of like broken up throughout the dough and then it mm-hmm. allows it to kind of like be flaky. The tallow I have, if you saw them making it as they were pouring in their suet, it was in like these little kind of chunks. I have tallow in a jar and I don't know if I'm going to be able, like I'm going to have to like refrigerate it and then break it up in the yeah. little chunks. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'm
1: like poured in with chunks. Yeah. Scott's comment on this. So Scott had a comment. He was very upset because he's like, it's, Their fault that they picked this because everyone sucked. Yes. And we've talked about this before, because when they pick something that's almost beyond everyone's expertise, it's kind of like, "Ah, then why would they pick something that's like this hard? But maybe they just had faith that they, I don't know, maybe they knew it would kind of be a disaster and they'd see if they could even get close.
0: I feel like it's just like a super esoteric type of pastry. Yeah. Because otherwise, the dessert itself, like they're wasn't really any complicated like directions really i don't know why it was so hard for everyone
1: well the other thing too that prue made a comment at the end that she's like well maybe it's just kind of beyond their generations because she's like i right. i grew up eating this all the time and it's probably just not as well known now but
0: yeah like if yeah, you have no idea I was really surprised if you have no idea what you're going for, it's pretty hard to like yeah. shoot at a target that you can't see. Exactly. And the other weird thing about but they this They were all so messy. Well, and the the reason that every like everybody's basically what it came down to is that they were all underbaked. Mm-hmm. And anytime you steam uh you steam bake something, it's it probably takes so much longer. It takes so much longer and also it's just very easy to get it wrong. Like the it's so easy to underdo it and it's also easy to overdo it. But you're supposed to steam it. There's a whole... Th- I don't under... Yeah, the lemon thing in the middle. Yeah, the lemon thing in the middle I- makes no sense to me. By lemon thing, a whole lemon. A whole lemon. I know. Just very odd. The whole thing very confusing. I'm going to try it because yeah. I really like was... Interested when Prue said, "This is my favorite pudding ever." I was like, "Okay, well then, I feel like I got to try it. And if it flops, then it will definitely I'll still post a picture." We also learned during the technical that Prue is eighty. Someone
1: told us that. Someone messaged us that, that a few weeks ago. You didn't see that?
0: No, I she's can't. Eighty. Yeah. Did we already talk about that? I just wish She looks great for eighty. Yeah, she looks really great. Going into the showstopper. Oh, sorry. David loses. Laura wins. Peter but fourth, Peter fourth, Armin third, Mark second. Yeah, they are all terrible. They
1: all sucked, but Laura sucked the least.
0: And they really said that they were like Laura didn't win because she did a good job. She did. She, she just won because like <laughs> she was the least terrible.
1: Oh, I love the showstopper. I just have to say that the right
0: showstopper. Explained. Oh, so cool! Is a jelly art design cake. So it's basically a cake that's they all kind of do a mix of sponge and mousse of some kind with jelly art on top. And what jelly art is? is it's like a dome of gelatin that has decorations in the middle. I would have no idea where to start making something like that. No idea. This is one of those things where you're like, you would never make this at home. Never, never. Never. Like, I can't I imagine. I don't think I've ever
1: heard of this before. So I was just, like, really excited. But apparently, obviously, they had time to practice this. But yes. But I was very excited for this one. This whole this whole episode had so many highs and so many lows. It
0: really did. It was, like, a wild ride. <laughs> so much ride. good
1: suspense. Like, every single, every single bake, I feel like, had some really good suspense on this.
0: Okay. So we'll, we can just go through everyone because since there's only five bakers left. Yeah. So, okay. Mark has two layers of apple jelly on top with jelly art flowers on the inside. He's the only person who has two layers of jelly. So he has like a layer of cake and then like two little tiers of, of jelly, jelly on top. And it looks good, but the cake is really bad. Yeah. Like Nothing terrible.
1: Yeah. It looks okay and it tastes horrible.
0: Horrible. The Mm -hmm. jelly is really, really good. And in fact, during the judging at the end, Paul says like his was probably their favorite jelly because it was so like, it was so wobbly also. Yeah. Like the texture was really good, but the cake was like almost inedible. I don't know how that happened. Laura is doing flowers and koi fish on top. It's a very Laura design. And for her, she does amazing. I was surprised she didn't get a handshake. I know. Hers
1: looked so cool with the little fishies and and the flowers.
0: They were beautiful. I guess it was a little messy on the outside, but she does great. They love the flavors and the textures are so good. Dave slash David. I've realized I've been oscillating between calling him Dave and David. And the reason is because everyone calls him Dave, except for Prue, who calls him David. (laughs) I didn't notice that. I finally noticed that. Of course she calls him David. Yes. So I'm going to keep calling him David because I feel like I identify with Prue.
1: I wonder if he's Dave, though. What if he's just Dave? And she's like, well, I... I would like to call you David. I'm going
0: to call you by your formal name. Yeah. He does layered deep sea jelly art. And this is a moment where I really miss the way that Mary Berry says Les. Les That know. was one of my favorite things about. I know. I loved her. Mary Berry. Okay. The jelly is fine, but the bottom is too stodgy. Mm-hmm studgy studgy and also i felt like of everyone else they didn't feel this way but if i had been judging i would have definitely made the note that his jelly was very much the least impressive dave's yeah david's
1: I kind of liked it it was kind of like that so it was the beach scene scott scott's comment was he was trying to get points because it looked like the colors of prue's dress
0: i mean she was like these are my colors yeah (laughs) which okay do you feel like do you have colors like if somebody I mean your colors are just a rainbow
1: yeah I don't really have a color what are
0: my colors I I will say
1: I look good in red
0: but like if someone were to see you like my grandma had her her colors like I would see something mm -hmm. and I'd be like oh those are Mimi's colors Uh uh-huh like everyone if anyone
1: sees anything with like massive glitter or like very wild prints That's true. That's joy.
0: Yeah, your your colors are wild prints. Yeah, I feel like my colors are like mint. Mm, I would say that. Yeah, mint and green. I would say you're a
1: mint person. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Anyway, I just thought his looked like everyone else's looked so professional, and his kind of looked like this looks homemade. Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, fair. Ermine does a. Speaking of looking amazing. Ermine does a giant poppy flower. It looks unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay,
1: so this is another note that Scott would like to interject here.
0: Our third host, ghost host. Third ghost
1: host would like to say that he thinks that that is the best thing he's ever seen. And he would like to know what the best bake has ever been. Like, what's the best bake in the entire episode of
0: the, the entire yep. series He's like
1: i think you guys should do a ranking of all the great bakes i'm like that would require a lot of time but he thinks that that is right up there but he has not seen every episode so mm, i see for what it's worth but i we were both just in awe of that cake it was so in good
0: awe. it was so good and,
1: and paul's comment was it looks like it's straight out of a french patisserie yeah it's- and i'm like yeah it looked So beautiful. It
0: looked perfect. So beautiful. They were obsessed with it. Yeah. This was one, actually, I was really surprised she didn't get a handshake. I feel like... Yeah. Why hasn't Paul been... We talked about this last week, too. Paul has been Someone commented that they're, like, going away from that, which I think is a load of crap. Yeah. What the heck? And I was thinking, like, is this because of the pandemic? They don't want to be modeling handshaking? (sighs) Maybe.
1: Maybe. Could have done just... Silly. The elbow bumps. bumps. No, it's not the same.
0: (laughs) No. You got to give a handshake. And then Peter does Christmas decorations it doesn't look great it doesn't the bake, really look Christmassy no the bake isn't great the flavors are good but I, I'm worried Peter's going home
1: I was so worried that he was going home this episode too
0: like you your cheesecakes were collapsed collapsed you did oh you know we're in the middle of the pack of the technical and the cake didn't turn out great yeah and you're I cake- mean he
1: delivered he create. it's kind of the same level of of Dave's where it was kind of like you did it but it wasn't like super duper
0: right so okay coming out of the showstopper who and going to the final judging who did you think was going home
1: I was worried about Peter and Mark
0: yeah me too I thought it was going to be Peter I was like mm-hmm. he
1: I thought it was going to be Peter too
0: he seems to really have cracked and he especially like,
1: after last week too I feel like he Peter he's losing Laura his edge really, yes Peter and Laura were starting to kind of fall in the ranks.
0: Mm-hmm. And then who did you think was going to get Starbaker?
1: I was thinking, I was probably thinking Ermine. I was a little bit thinking Laura just because her flavors are always knocking it out of the park, but yeah. because of her crappy performance last week and how well Armin did this week, I don't know. You're the, just like, the well, the, yeah, the cumulative performance. But I also was worried because I'm like, well, her, Armin's cheesecakes didn't turn I out so it, well. But yes, I thought it I was going to be
0: Laura because I was like, it yeah. could be, my note is could be Ermine but I felt like er- Ermin I mean stood head and shoulders above everybody else in my opinion in the jelly show yes. topper yes. but she did definitely didn't do as well as Laura in the technical in or in the, the right. signature
1: yeah that's what I was thinking too
0: the other note I have okay so as they're coming out to tell everyone and then I've also noticed this during the t- the technical judging Laura goes dead faced when she's she like sure waiting does. to hear she's like
1: she's so
0: she's so
1: Nervous, Yeah. And you
0: can tell that she's just trying to control her face so much to the point where she goes too far and just looks too far. Absolutely. Looks like she's
1: going to murder someone. Peter has the tell of his eyes just get so big.
0: Bulging. So, all right. Are we ready? We're ready. Ermine wins. Second weekend in a row. Star Baker.
1: And then that cake really just kicked her to the top.
0: It was so good. And then Mark goes home. I was so bummed. Yeah,
1: I really love Mark.
0: I know. And last week sweet person. Last week we were like, Mark's never bombed, like he's gonna be in the final. Yep. And we were wrong. I'm really, really surprised that Laura is still there. I am too. I am too. I just feel like she is every single challenge, she is hanging on by a thread and then she pulls it off somehow at the last minute. Somehow. Yeah. I really think it's her flavors. Yeah, but I just I don't know. Like I get that they have to only judge on the final Product, but I just feel like she is just so much like less together and organized than everyone. I don't know. I'm annoyed. Yeah. I like her. I would be sad to see her go, but I feel like I'm annoyed that she's still there and other people aren't. Like I yeah. feel like the people who should still be there, it should be the semifinal. I think should have been Ermine, Peter, Lottie, and Mark. Mm, okay, like that's who I you know wish was still here, but also Armin, feel like
1: Peter, Lottie, and Mark.
0: Like that's you know instead of Dave and. Laura, I Laura. feel like it should have been Lottie and Mark. Oh well. So oh well, let's call Paul. Now we're going into the semifinal. We only have two more weeks left.
1: Yeah, two more weeks. You guys are going to be missing this.
0: I know. Are we going <laughs> to? Are we going to like binge all the other episodes and maybe do this retroactively? Yeah, I know.
1: Or they'll probably do a holiday one. I'm sure they always do that.
0: Are they? That's I don't know. 2020. They had to do so much stuff to like make this one. I could see Fingers them not crossed. doing all right so who has your vote now for Man, winning i
1: really think ermine's killing it mm-hmm. and i'm really i'm still kind of stuck on her winning it's between well the top my top three probably stay the same i would say ermine peter and laura did i say that last time
0: no last time we were saying ermine peter and mark and
1: mark yeah yeah, yeah. dang it ermine then i would say ermine peter laura laura's gonna Scrape through. I just feel it.
0: I could see. I feel like Peter is like declining rapidly. Like they better wrap this up quick before he completely loses his nerve. I, totally. I don't want Dave to be in the final because I feel like Dave is like a bag of rocks that can bake. <laughs> so boring. But I could see he is it. Boring. <laughs> But I could see it happening because Peter just seems like he's his nerves are just fraying. He, yeah, totally. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right, guys. Well, thank you for hanging out with us to discuss this very important world topics. You can find us on social media. We are on Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore. We are on Facebook, Joy and Claire. You can go to joyandclaire.com. You can email us at thisisjoyandclaire at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. We love to see your bakes. Please tag us in the, anything that you are baking or watching this week. If you have any opinions, we'd love to hear who your predictions are. Predictions yes. for the, f- the final are going to be. So let us know. And All let right. us know your opinions on Dave versus David. <laughs> Is Dave boring? Is Dave boring? <laughs> yes or no? We <laughs> will do an Instagram okay. poll. There we go. All right, guys. Well, thank you. And we'll talk to you next week for the semifinal. Woohoo. Until then, on your marks, get set. Fake. Fake.
1: <laughs> We're never
0: going to get it together. <laughs>